Sometimes I think about starting each podcast with me singing. (laughs) That would just immediately turn people off. This was not wilted when I cut it. Just so you know, it wilted so fast. I thought, what? Yeah, me too. Me too. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's the best iced tea around. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is the best. Ginger peach iced tea. Mm. All right. Well, I got a couple notes here. It looks like you got a couple notes. I have a couple notes. Justin, do you know what today's topic is? You know what? I know it's attraction. That's that's one thing. What attracts us to it. All right. Yeah. Well, I think we're. uh, I think we're at cruising altitude. Should we jump right in? Jump right in. All right. Welcome to the Tea with Fran podcast. Fran, how are you doing today? I'm feeling great. Awesome. Justin? Yeah, I'm okay. And you're going to hit the same answer every time. (laughs) Until we get rolling, then I get good. Then I'm getting good. All right. All right. Yeah, we're we're on our way up. I'm tired. It's been long. I've been a lot lot of sun. Yes. We get more. It is Memorial. So um, it is Memorial Day. That's right. So the sun is interesting because it can charge you up. Yes. But can also drain you. Mm-hmm. It's a strange thing. Depends on the person. Yeah, I like to be charged up and then drained. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, yeah. Who doesn't like that? Um, friend, everyone is just enjoying hearing from you. Good. And Good. Justin, they're actually uh, happy to hear from you as well. Oh well, I thought I was going to get voted <laughs> off the island. <laughs> I figured I'd be first to go. You're yeah, a no, no. Now that you. Now that you have mastered the audio, everyone is everyone enjoying it. I even had someone tell me that they were kind of they had to catch up on the show, uh-huh. but they got teary eyed while listening. And I didn't ask what part. You know, maybe a little mystery to it makes it nice. Yes. But I thought that was really telling as to you know what we're doing here. So I'd like to know. That would be nice. I'll see if I can find out. Okay. Great. Were they driving when they cried? We don't. I don't want people driving and crying. No. I think that's like drinking. That's almost as bad as drinking and driving. No, no. She's, Vision gets blurry. No, no. She she works from home okay. and, and has uh, kids, so uh, was a little backlog. But uh, oh, said right. that really enjoying. Said looking forward to future episodes as Excellent. well. Excellent. So all right. We'll keep it going. Good. So we do. You want to start with some some friend mail? Yeah. Well, no. Or do you want to get right into it? All Let's, right. Let, yeah. I'm very anxious to yeah. talk about the well, attraction. So, yeah, we're going to talk about attraction today. Before I pass it over to you, I just want, I looked up Webster Dictionary. Good. To see what the squares are, you know, defining attraction as. And 1A is the act, process, or power of attracting. Yes. And then 1B is personal charm. Ooh. Ooh, I like that one. That's very nice. So. So attraction, Fran. Okay, all let's right. hear it. Well, the obvious is physical beauty. Mm-hmm. All right, but beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So we don't want to have a real standard for what we consider attraction. It's different for everyone. Um, the first thing that attracts me to someone is a smile. It's uh, so simple. It is. It's a simple thing, but it and it doesn't cost you anything. And sometimes it changes that person's life that day and uh, gives them a little gift. And they go and they smile at someone else. And it's a ripple effect that's very, very nice. Um, it can be a kind gesture, too. If somebody does something that you're so un- unexpecting, um, even opening the door, people don't do that much anymore, but they used to are helping you with a chair, or helping you to carry uh, anything that's heavy. And as one gets older, 
there are more people that seem to say, oh, can I help you with that? I always say, yes, you can. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, but, you know, there's something else that's going on, and it's the deeper thing. And I would that's what I really want to talk about. Well, we're here to listen. All right. Yeah. There's something that I've been thinking about a lot this week, and it has to do with a little girl that I met in Minneapolis many years ago. When we moved to Minneapolis, we moved into an older house uh, with leaded windows. Uh, it had actually uh, three floors in it and five bedrooms. Um, but we were next door to a stucco kind of house. With, uh, it was a two-story house, and I had not met these people. I was in the grocery store, and all of a sudden, in the, I had my boys with me, and a, a lovely lady said, oh, I think you're my new neighbor. And I turned around, and here was this very lovely woman, blonde, blue eyes, tall, thin, and sitting in her cart was a little girl that might have been eight or nine months old. She was sitting up. Mm -hmm. She threw her arms out to me and said, mom, 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 and she just reached for me. So I reached over and I said, it's okay. And they said, sure. Picked her up and held her. Her mother could not believe it. She said, I've never seen her do this. And so, you know, I held her for a little while and, and my sons were looking at her like, what is she doing? She's our mom, you know? Um, so I tried to give her back to her mother and she held on to me something fierce. And she had to peel her offer, and then she cried. I, I, we went ahead and did our grocery shopping. All right, days passed. And then I was out in the yard, and her mother was giving her a, a push outside on, I think she was in a little stroller of some kind. And once again, she saw me. And her arms went out, and it was mum, 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 mum. And, uh, and I said, is it all right if I pick her up? And her mother said yes. And so we started to talk, and she told me a little bit. They were from Norway. She's the one who gave me my recipe for Norwegian cookies. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, but this little girl wanted me to be with her all the time. Hmm. And... We were, we were in uh, Minneapolis almost two years, and they moved. They, I think they may have stayed another year, and so I got to see her longer. But every time she saw me, she wanted to be in my arms. On the day that they moved, she was screaming and holding her arms out as they put her in the car. She wanted to stay with me, and I have never been able to be in touch with them. I never got a forwarding address of any kind. And now this week, it's as though this little girl, I'm sure she has blue eyes and blonde hair, um, is out there. And I so wish I could know her now. I wish we could have tracked her down and brought her in like those, you know, what is it? Well, Fran, you're never going to believe it, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. That is powerful. So what is it? It was, it's not the physical, it's not the, we're not talking about these obvious things that happened. Yeah. But there is another attraction. There's an energy, it's a presence, it's something you feel, yeah. Well, have you ever met somebody, maybe at a party or wherever, 
And when you start to talk to them, you suddenly realize you feel like you've always known them. Mm -hmm. Always known them. Because I still remember when Dan and I had our very first date. We had hot chocolate. We're sitting in the car talking. It was one of those little drive-ins where they bring, they come out to your car and then they bring your hot chocolate. And we were sitting there and while we are talking, I suddenly felt as though I had come home. It was that feeling that you have been like away for a long time and you were finally home. And I knew that my whole life had changed that night, that wow. day. And we talked for three hours, then he took me back to the Zeta house. But I knew that something, there was something there, but I've never been able to put this whole story together. Have you ever had anything like this happen to you? Uh, yes, yes I have. Um, I've, I've met you know, different people, but yeah, definitely have had like an eerie kind of instant connection and then, you know, getting to know, you know, someone you're just like, wow, like, I, you know, I feel the same way. Like, I think I agree. And, you know, obviously not everything lines up, but I would, I would say I, I have had that. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, and so it's almost like, I'm going to call it this spirit family. Yeah. There it is. Yep. Something like that. Adam said it's soul recognition. I, Adam and I were talking about this topic this week because I keep thinking about this child. And you know, the sad thing is I don't remember her name either. Hmm. But she really thought deep I was down, her mom. Deep down, she remembers you. And she thought I'm I sure. was her mom. Yeah, I bet if you two were put in the same room unknowingly, yes. you would still find like yourself talking, like she would yes. still want to talk to you. I bet right. that attraction of just wanting to be near someone, I bet that would still exist. Well, you know, earlier on when we started this, I was telling you that I always feel like uh, your body is your little car that you run around in, mm -hmm. but the real you just uses it. Yeah. You know, the real you is there, but the real you doesn't fit in your car anyway. It's bigger than that. It comes out from there so that when you're sitting near someone, right. in, a, in a sense, you're touching them because their energy field is also touching yours. Have you ever sat beside somebody and you thought, I think I need to move? Oh, 100%. Yes. That's, and that's, a, <laughs> I mean, it's interesting as far as like when I'm around people, like I always, I'll notice when people are like have like watered down personalities, when they try to act different and this, and it's just like. I always want to bring out the best in people. And if people, you know, that's, that's all I want to be surrounded by is like the best person, the best version of you. So like there's certain people where you can tell they're trying to be something out or like you feel like there's like a tension and you don't know what it is and you're just being, you know, you're yeah. yourself. You're, and I know right away, I'm like, I got to leave. Like I'll just, you know, yeah. get up and go. It's something in this energy field mm -hmm. that's very interesting. And it brings me to this fascinating thing. We have a Yorkie poo named Lizzie. Got two. Well, you saw Lily. Lily you was saw, in the last episode. You saw Lily. She's white, and yeah, we have Lizzie. She's black, and she's black. Yeah. Well, Lizzie is very. She is very happy to meet almost everyone, almost everybody, and the. <laughs> she has this thing with Kevin. 
Yes, I knew exactly where you were And it going. is it, that is the only one that this happens with. She adores him. And of course, we're kind of jealous of Kevin because I, she would leave with him and never look back. I always say is mutual between Lizzie yeah, we, and I. But what is it she's what is so different about you for her? There is something about the energy. I think it's just they're both the same thick black hair, thick black hair, just <laughs> She's like, like dad. Oh, you th you think it's the yeah. physical? Attraction? Yeah, she might have a physical attraction. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever told you, Fran, but you know how Lizzie often uh, pees when yes. she sees me. Yes, she does. I also do the same when I see her. It's it's just <laughs> it's I just disgusting. can't. I just can't help it. I just can't help it. <laughs> there is something going on. But that'd be, a, that'd be a terrible world to live in. You could say just piss your pants. Oh, it would be tough. It'd be hard. Depends. Yeah. Business would be booming. Yeah. Well, I'm very curious about what attracts you to people. I what? think what you said is like a smile. Like I truly think like seeing someone like when like the way someone looks at you tells tells a lot. Like the eyes you get from people. Like I've always I'm a sucker for eyes. And um yeah, that's probably that yeah, it's overall like I don't know, you, you can feel you can feel you can feel something with like an eyes, like with eyes and a true smile. Is it like transference of thought? Yeah, you kind of because it's not just. Is it blue eyes, green eyes, brown eyes? No, I don't. When it comes to eyes, I don't discriminate. I've been See, with blue, black, green, yellow, so, blind. I don't know. So, lazy, yeah, lazy. <laughs> so you are picking up <laughs> on the look. It's a, it's a, it's, it's and an, the it, thought. Yeah, there's something transferred with the eyes that's not verbal. Okay. And so that's your first attraction. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's the first thing you notice. I always look someone in the eye when I first, like, whenever I first meet them, whether it's, um, you know, I mean, just any like business uh, relationships, yeah. out drinking at a bar. It's you know when you introduce yourself to somebody, it's their eyes. Interesting. Yeah, eyes. And are... I've seen some eyes that are pretty dead, and I've seen eyes that have become soulless over time. Like you, yeah. like you notice, yeah. like people change, and you can see it in their eyes. You can see a lot of change yeah. in someone's eyes. Well, isn't it? The eyes are the window to the soul. Isn't yeah, that the saying? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the saying. What is it that attracts you, Kevin? Oh, man. I was, I've been trying to think of this while Justin was answering. It. I don't know if it almost sounds cheesy. I believe uh, just being on the same wavelength well, as someone else. There, it's that mental thing. Yeah. Which is energy. Yeah. Thought transference. Yeah, I guess it it all goes hand in hand. Um, I I exist at a certain volume, and I do enjoy being around people that also are at that same volume. Um, you know, Justin and I've been best friends a long time, and I think that too long. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is the final chapter. And why are you saying my best? Maybe I have a, I have a better friend than you, Kevin. Yes, of course, <laughs> friend. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, just people that are just on that same wavelength. Uh, not to get too personal. I remember I met someone uh, a while ago, and she she was very nice, but she was so quiet, and it was like I I just know I just. It could never work for me to be with someone like that because it's just it's just too not muted, but I'm I'm at this frequency and they're at this frequency. Yes. So it's important for me to uh, to surround myself with people so similar frequencies. But of course, it's important to be around people that challenge you or are different, all that good stuff. 
Well, I recently read uh, that in Japan that doctors are giving a prescription to tell people to go take a walk in the forest because cool. the energy that comes off the trees and the plants there, that energy is nourishing to your field of energy. It's so important to get outside and walk. Yeah, and it another is, thing that uh, if, yes. I mean, I worked with uh, uh, one of the jobs I worked with. I became really close with uh, one of the girls I work with. We still hang out this day. Um, she always said, "She's like, it's important to like walk through the grass like bare feet." She's like, her my mom used to always say that, and she's like, "I get it because it kind of keeps you grounded, it gives you a little bit of energy." And like anytime, like I'm walking somewhere, I'm always like, "You can go a whole day." just being on pavement, right? You wake up, you're on a hardwood floor, you go and get in your car, you drive, go into your office, you go from, you know, asphalt to concrete, then back home. It's like important, like any chance I see where I can cut through and walk through the grass, I'm going to do it. Just because, you know, it's a little softer on the knees too. I'm getting older, got to take care of my body. But um, overall, I I take, sometimes it's like worth taking a little bit of a longer trip if you're, you're cutting through the grass. I love that. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like lost in thought. Over well, here. that's all right, because I think this is something that people need to think about, because we don't see this on TV. People don't talk about these things. And I think that we are, are reaching a point where we're understanding more about energy, mm-hmm. the force of energy. And it's much more important in our lives than we recognize. I just want to mention you know, a big message from you is always to know who you are. Yes. Which I would yeah. say is just so critical in living a happy life. And I wonder how many people actually, now it's a whole other topic, but yeah. knowing your energy is, is so important and knowing how to read other people's energy. I think. Yeah, I walk it. I like, dude, I walk into a room sometimes. I know I have a very strong, like I just have a, very loud presence, sometimes a little too loud, but I know that going wherever I go. Like, I don't know. It's just you change the room. Yeah, I can. I can change a room, and then sometimes I'm in rooms that I'm like, I can't change this room, and I'm good with it. I'm okay with it. I like yeah. the room. Then sometimes you go in a room, and it's like I want to change this room, yes. but it, there's no force in nature that can. I need to leave. Yes, that's where like that's where those, those feelings, your gut feelings, like ah, I'm not having a good time. Yeah. You got any advice off the top of your head for? listeners out there to understand their energy? Well, first of all, they need to wake up and realize who they are. That's the first thing. That's why we started by talking about the fact there's only one you, Mm -hmm. how important it is that you're here. You came at the right time for history. Mm -hmm. And your job is to become fully you, not anyone else. And, you know, that's kind of hard because of the way schools are Mm -hmm. and living with your parents and their rules and who they are. But once you are a certain age and you are not under that umbrella, then your job is to be totally you. Don't let other people change you. You know, I have had friends who, no matter who they are with, they sort of, pretend to like the things that person likes like a chameleon yes and they're always changing and they're not being who they are and i always feel that they just never realized who they are Mm -hmm. the value of being yourself that's why you're here and we want you to be authentic 
authentic and un- unapologetic. All, right? all of that. Yeah. Yes. That's where I always say, like, good thing about me is I'm honest, bad thing about me is I'm honest. I love honesty. Yeah. <laughs> and it hurts like, sometimes, but so, yeah. you need yeah. it. Like, you need to, like, why beat around the bush? Exactly. Go right through it. I, and your very close friends will accept your honesty because with it, there also are those days where everything's just perfect. And then when they have to tell you something, you sit there and you think, oh, really? Okay. Think about that. Yeah. And it wasn't when you weren't being true. And um, people tend to do this um, because they want to be liked. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It is. Um yeah, quite sad when you watch people sacrifice themselves to please others that really aren't worth uh, pleasing. That's right. That's uh, yeah, sad. I think you have a good point too, as far as like you want to be like in life, you want to be challenged. And I feel like most of like my friends, my good relationships, they're the ones who kind of will call me out on my shit and will put me in my place. Like they they want to better you. They're like, hey man, like. I don't want someone always agreeing with me. I don't want someone a yes, yes, yeah, yes, absolutely. yes. Absolutely. Because how are you going to grow? You're just going to be stuck in in where you are. Yes. You want to, mm-hmm. you know, you want to pass. I don't know. It's just, just that frustrates me. Anybody that would always agree with you, they're not being authentic. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I say stuff that isn't agreeable, and I'm like, someone needs to call me out on it. Sometimes but, they do, sometimes but, they don't. But see, that's what is going on. And that's why we need to just like wake everyone up. I wish there was a way to wake them up. Uh, the Tea with Fran podcast uh, found on yeah. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, that's, we're trying to wake them up. We can create a drug, a good drug. Though. You know, you got to figure it out. It's uh, this iced tea, I think, uh, yeah. will wake people up. Ginger peach. It's the best. It is good. Especially little, little hint of mint. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I feel yeah. like you could probably make a good mojito. Oh, I think we could. Yeah. Yeah. You always have mint. You always have you have yeah. all fresh ingredients. <laughs> Absolutely. After the episode. Yeah. Well, I'm interested in hearing about Fran Mail. Well, before we get there, <laughs> yeah. I wanted um just a couple notes here on attraction. Yes. What I just how do we just take this and make sense of it? I just have Gut, mind, heart. What do you what do you follow for attraction, or is it just a blend of all three? Trust your gut, listen to your heart, follow your mind. You know how you know. <clears throat> I told you about the inner voice, and every day, I start the day that way. You just have to be really still because inside you, there is this inner voice. That you won't hear it out loud but somehow it will communicate to you about people, mm-hmm. about everything, about which way to go on a trip, wherever you're going. This inner voice seems to know everything. So when you meet somebody and you are overwhelmed by the physical attraction, you need to spend some time thinking about what the inner voice wants to tell you because it's always listening. Always. Now, what would the inner voice the in, the inner voice your gut feel? Is that more is more, well? It's wherever they call wherever the soul resides. Mm-hmm. Where is where in you? Is it in your heart? Is it in your gut? Yeah. When when something's going wrong, I feel it in my gut first. I can just know it. You know, like wait a minute, something is really wrong here. I just know it, and then I have to find it. Um, 
But this is all stuff we can't like see and measure and, you know, uh, put your hand right on it. But it's within you. And it's part of this thing called you. Mm -hmm. So all the things that might attract the person, maybe it was be, you smell the shampoo and the hair or, or soap. You know, there's some people that use really fragrant soap and every time you smell it, you think of them. Um, but something that drew you to this person, if you really want to know if this is the right person for you, you absolutely have to be in touch with your inner self. Yeah. You have to be. I like how you brought up like smell. I feel like smell is like a big, all, like I'm not saying, yeah. oh, that's like a game changer, but like yeah. when I, so I, when I had COVID last March in 2021, mm -hmm. I lost my smell for almost a full year. Oh boy. So I went, when I would, you know, when I would be in bed with, you know, a woman, I couldn't smell her hair. I'm like, it's just, oh. everyone smelled the same. My cologne, her perfume, everything uh. smelled the same. So you do lose, like, I felt very disconnected at times with people. I'm like, ah, I just, there was something like missing. And like that fragrance, like, it, it is a real it's thing. It's part of their identity. Yeah. Isn't it? You can't know someone without, it's difficult to know someone without knowing like all yeah. the way your senses pick up. And I didn't know, them. I couldn't, I, I didn't know what I smelled like. I remember what I used to smell like, didn't even pick up that. Like, so like I'm putting on deodorant, like I'm just like, I'm making sure I'm like, I can't forget like, you know, I could smell like an onion patch and I have no idea. Yeah. It is interesting about smells and fragrances yeah. and what that does. And it does like, it helps in what you remember. Memories mm -hmm. can have fragrances to them. Just like music has fragrances and, and sounds and, and feelings and memories and just a certain song, place where you were, the beach. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really cool. And I guess... You know, this isn't necessarily a science podcast, so we couldn't explain pheromones. No, I know to uh, to even ourselves, but it it's all part of that attraction. It and is. That's, uh, that's interesting what you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I mean, when you say it was gut, heart, and mind, I'm big into. I think the gut feeling I go with more the gut, and I, I've made decisions where I feel like it's from the heart, where I've jumped into something. And I feel like because I feel like. That's what I want, but it's not known it. But like, if I, if I if I have a gut feeling about something, I'm pretty confident in that decision. That is you trust your gut more than you trust your heart. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then my mind. Well, my mind's number one, but my gut probably makes a good percentage of the decisions. But like, I've made decisions not with my gut, and those are the ones that I kind of look back on. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Where if I make a gut call, and I stick it out, I'm like, this worked. Sometimes, but you roll that dice, but like usually, you know, when it works, it works. When it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, what you have to sacrifice. But the heart can, like, you know, I feel like you, you, you put a lot of pressure into thinking it's going to be a certain way and it's not. The gut, will, you, you know how it is then and you hope it stays that and grows. So one, one last question before we get over to the, uh, the Fran mill, what are repulsive things for you, Fran, that you see someone do that, you know, we're talking about all this attraction. I always like talking about the opposite of something. What is, yeah. what is, what do you find repulsive in, I don't know, in another individual? What would it be? The first thing is violence. Mm. Yeah. Someone getting hurt. Um, <clears throat> someone who's unkind. Somebody who's even anger can make me mm. back up. Not that, I mean, 
anger is a, a natural thing. You can be angry about things you need to be angry yeah. about. But when you watch it and you see it get out of control, and then what do you do? How do you how do you diffuse it and help that person? Um, that really makes me um, afraid. Yeah. But you know, you said something. You both of you talked about the mind, and that's a very interesting topic because, do you know the difference between the mind and the brain? What is that? Oh boy. The brain's the scientific term. The mind is what we believe. You know what we use our like thought process in. I don't know. I. I what do you think it one. is? What's the difference? I feel as though the brain is the hardware and then the mind is the software you're running. So what the, he said, you know, your, your brain is, is operating or, you know, running the rest of your body systems and, you know, understanding the data that's coming in, but then your mind is really kind of making sense of what to do with that data. It's oh. your unique software. Cause everyone has, everyone has a brain. Mm-hmm. The mind is different. Soul software. We figured it out. Soul software, yeah. Soul software. That's a good way to put it. Because there are so many stories about people who were like, uh, had near death experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and they watched the whole thing. Their mind was not involved. And uh, they had had a terrible injury. There was a problem. Uh, but they, they even went down the hall and looked around at other things, came back and remembered the entire conversation that the doctors had as they were working on them. So that is the No, thank mi- you. That's the mind. <laughs> Crazy. The mind is not contained in just the brain. It can go places. And I think sometimes that's why, you know, you really are thinking about somebody and they call you. To your mind, yes. Uh, I'm on a freak. I, I have a, I have one friend who we're on the very similar frequency. We talk every, we talk probably like once a month, but it, we're always, every time I call her, or she calls me. It's always like we're what the, it's like what the hell? How is this like? <laughs> it's always like in line, which is it's, it's cool. It's good to yes. like good to have that. Yes. I was just at a party last night, and I was telling a buddy of mine, I was like, yeah, I haven't seen so and so. I. Tried calling him. We were playing phone tag. Yes. You know, I really I hope he's able to come, you know, join us tonight or whatever. And then 35 seconds, he came walking in. And I was like, there he is. Like, it was. That's yeah. called the coincidence, Kevin. Yeah. Okay. You, he knew he had an invite to the party. He was going to show up anyway. It, it was an unknown if they yeah. were going to arrive. It's just the fact that <laughs> yes. it happened when it did. Yeah. yeah coincidence or not, it was yeah. cool. It's wonderful. Well, I had this friend who moved away from Vernon, and uh, I have been missing her this week, too. And so I tried her email. Well, it bounced back. She doesn't have the same email. And I didn't have a way of finding her. And I was looking for her phone number, couldn't find it. Um, She called this morning. There you go. (laughs) And so I got all the information I (laughs) needed. You got her new email? I have everything, right? But see... This is this thing that we call our body and the, and the brain that we use. All of it, they're all tools. Mm-hmm. But what works these tools is that, especially you that have, you've arrived 
you're here mm-hmm. and you use it. But that's the mind too, see, so you said mind. I, I, probably when you walk into the room, your mind is very active. The brain is like listening to the sounds, but your mind How is, you perceive it. And, and how yeah. you perceive it, it's looking around the room for you. Yeah, making connections. Mm-hmm. I just wanted us to talk about this because uh, here I am at 83, and I am still in search of truth. I just want to understand the whole story mm-hmm. and how it really works. Um, what are the truths that we need to know to live uh, our best life, to be our best self? Yeah, which is also cool to hear from someone who, you know, obviously, I mean, I've known you for so long, but like, Eight, I don't even think of like you as like 83 and like I know, you know, like other 83 year olds who and they, they have their way and it's like, no, this is this is what I believe. This is yeah. it. And they, they become so stubborn. I think, you know, there's there's ways that, you know, you can age gracefully or it can age in a way where you put a limit to yourself on what you want to learn. And you constantly yes, yes, yes. push and want to learn and explore. And that's that's I think that's what keeps at the bottom of everybody keeps them going. It's continuing to push because. It's a, life's about the climb, right? You get to one point, don't settle there. You have to keep climbing, whether that's even like, even even in financial goals, whatever it is, just keep pushing yourself and, and wanting to grow in, in that direction. So you can't be stagnant once you get to a comfortable spot because that's where you're going to wither away. If you go on to something else, you're not going to wither because you're going to be pushing. Fran, you're a role model for Justin and I, but even for people listening, they, they just think you're fantastic. And Thank you. I, I have another, there's another neighbor not far from here. And I was talking to him one day and he's maybe the same age as you. He's right there. And I asked him cause he was complaining and complaining. I was like, do you just want to be like an angry old man? You know, that's there. And he just looked at me kind of paused and his eyes almost looked really honest for a moment. And he just went, yeah, I do. And I was like, well, I can't help you then. That's right. If, that, if that's what you're choosing to be, man, I, no, and you wonder why. What made him like that? That's a whole other well, discussion. Maybe he will change. Needs so to form a habit too. Needs still, to like, if the you, podcast. If if it is someone like who went, they've done the same things over and over again, and it's like any thought that's different from what they're doing right now is like, no, I don't want to. Do, I don't have the time for it. They, you know, they kind of you know stonewall themselves from from growth in other areas. It's like you don't have to go out and run around and do things, but it's like you can. Learn something new. Go, go. Even go buy like, I wouldn't say a book, but like, yeah, you could. Library card. Library card. We're going to yeah. Right. Bring right. back to libraries. Right. Well, tell me about the Franley. Okay, this one uh, I was with a uh, a friend the other day, mm-hmm. and they've been enjoying the show. Good. And obviously, you're a very mm-hmm. positive force in the world, but he wanted to know. If you have any times that you're comfortable with where you have failed. Where I have failed. First off, Fran doesn't fail. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, are we talking about students? Because. Anything. Right. See, there are always those students somewhere. Not many, but there are those that are not ready to listen. It's like they're asleep. And they just, their lives are so complex. Um, Their families are so busy um, that they feel sometimes that they're in the way. 
They're coming from families where they're divorced and the new people in their life are jealous of them. You know, they, um, I've heard so many stories. I've stayed after school with so many kids. Um, and I can't always free them of the problems that they're having. <clears throat> That's what, you, know, you can't, can't do everything. Incest, that happens. Oof. A student who wrote a, po a poem about when her mother went to work, she heard the, the door open down the hall and her stepfather was going to come down the hall to get in bed with her. Oh, God. And I just, I just cried. I, um, I went, of course, to the office to get help, and I know that they did everything they could, but it's hard to get into people's families mm -hmm. and be part of what's going on there. So, yes, there have been failures, but they, I still... When I think back on them, there were no serious ones. One of, the, one of the most frightening nights of my life was when I had a call from a student. I had left that school, and it was in Glen Rock, and left a wonderful group of kids because I got a job finally in Vernon. And I really wanted to be here because uh, driving to Glen Rock in the winter was tough. 515 was dangerous. And I wanted to be in the same town with my kids because they have needs, mm -hmm. beautiful needs, family first. So I left, but I stayed in touch with this group of students, and they were marvelous kids. This one particular kid was especially close to me because his mother had died when he was just really little. And I found this out because I often had students write their own autobiographies. That always helped me to really know them. And he said, my mother never said goodbye. She went to the hospital and it was in the night and he was asleep and he never got to say goodbye to his mother. Mm -hmm. And she didn't, wasn't able to do that. Well, his father was a doctor. And so he was very busy, so he had to get a nanny to live in the house. So he was coming from a different situation. Well, on this particular night, and I was teaching at Lounsbury, and I had stayed up already pretty late grading papers, and the phone rang. And he was on the phone. I'm not even going to use his first name because in case he watches yeah. this. I, goes, I could beep out yeah, anything. Okay. So. But uh, he... he call me to tell me that he was going to commit suicide. He said his dad was always gone, and his father was a very good doctor, and he was attending different meetings and, and conferences, and he was the speaker, and everybody, I mean, he, he was always gone. So he felt that he was in the way, mm -hmm. and he didn't have anybody in his life that he felt really cared enough about him. No reason to stay. Yeah, we got a uh, telemarker uh, calling and, span and, and leaving a Spanish voicemail. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? I get a lot of phone calls. Okay. So on this night when he called me and he said there was no reason for him to go on living, he was a high school student at this point. All right, so it had been several years since... I had been in, really in touch with him, 
but the very fact that he called me and he wanted to be able to tell me goodbye. So I said, you are not going to tell me goodbye on the phone. I want you to wait until I get there. You and I are going to talk. I want to look into your eyes again. I want to give you a hug. I want to be with you. I said, "What? Well, tell me how you're planning to do this. He said, well, my dad always has lots of pills in his black bag, so I've been stashing Jesus pills. Christ. I've been stashing pills. So I said, promise me. I said, I have to get dressed. I'm not dressed at this hour, but I'm going to get in my car, and you know that it's quite a drive. It's at least an hour for me to get there. And he said, I promise. I said, all right, I'm coming. And I hung up. All right, the next thing I did was call that phone number for his father. And his dad had actually treated me, so I did have that number. Okay, then I got the answering service. And I said, this is an absolute emergency. They told me that his father was at in New York City at a, some big dinner uh, conference thing. And uh, I said, no, you don't understand. You have to get this phone call to him. You have to tell him his son is in serious danger. And he's waiting for me to get there. And he's he's got to come home. He has to come right away. Well, then I don't think I slept all night. I did not go there that night, just so you know. I felt that I had done everything that I could possibly do. I had to teach the next day, so I had to try to rest, but I could not sleep. The next morning, I'm parking at school, and I look over, and there is the doctor in his very expensive car parked. And he got out and walked toward me and gave me a big hug, and he said, there's no way to thank you. Wow. He saved his son's life. And he said, he said, I'm going to take a month off and we're going to go away. And he said, if you ever need anything, I'm here for you. So that was a rescue, but a very serious happening in my life. Loved a lot of kids. But the heart can love many. It only grows with each love. It's bigger. Well, I think we'll just leave it there, Fran. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, yes. I imagine that student and his father are very, very still thankful for you. Well, this particular student is now a professor in a famous college awesome. in the Northeast. And his dad has retired, and they're still very close. That's great. That's a yeah. phenomenal story. Thank you. Thank Fran. Yeah, thank I got you. I got nothing to fall. I got nothing to fall about. And if you don't if you don't mind me asking, when did it when his dad got home, was he did he take the pills or did no, he, he, he got not. there before? He, he got did. there before well, see, he promised he would wait until I got there. So instead his father showed up. His father showed up. His father got immediately. I'm and so the drive from Glen Rock to New York City is about an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes maybe. No, I'm sure he left. He, yeah. he left immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it's a scary night. That was the scariest night. I can't imagine. 
stuff. Mm -hmm. But thank goodness this person is still here and very successful and happy. You know, yeah, contributing, contributing, oh. being himself, contributing to the world and yes. whatever yes. his studies are. Yes. And that's why if, you know, anyone listening finds himself going through a difficult time, just just know that's not that option is just never worth it because you we all have so much to offer. Yes. And and this, you know, student in the story felt like he was just in the way and yes. You know, look what he's gone on to, to do with his life. You know, that can that could be anyone that's in that, you know, unbelievably low point. Yes. So it's just just never worth it. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that comes down to, I mean, almost self-worth, too, because now you're looking at how others perceive you versus how do you perceive yourself. And you can create yes. a path away from what you're currently in, no matter what it is. No matter can, what it is. You can create a path to... You need to realize that you are very valuable. We want you here. Mm -hmm. We need you. Absolutely. Is there any other meal that we, we should answer? Uh, none that needs to be answered. Okay. I think I think that was okay. powerful enough. We yeah. Can, that we, was, I mean that was a that, how you answered that was cool because that was the kid thing. He was a failure, and you stepping in to in a sense be a savior. So. Yeah. It was a night I will never forget. And it, it could have gone another way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's easy to watch as you were retelling the story. You're also reliving it. Oh, gosh. I, every time I think of it. Yeah. And I don't think of it very often. But when you talk about the failure thing, see, when I knew this young man, he was like three years younger and I always do this whole thing about recognizing who you are. Mm -hmm. But he somehow, in the years after I left him, and I came here, and uh, his life got very complicated, and he didn't feel that he had anyone to talk to. I wish he had called me sooner mm -hmm. on another day just to talk, but he waited to say goodbye. I think that's it's also too it's crazy like nowadays how like common like people like kids are like hurting themselves and like committing suicide. It's also like yes. what social media plays into it. Yeah. It's a brutal thing. I mean mm. bullies yeah. now have every means to come at you from every different angle. Yes. And I think it's important to understand too, like whatever you post online, like it lives that I mean obviously it lives for a certain amount of time, but like it will eventually die unless someone goes out of the way to dig it up. So it's always there, but you just have to almost like omnipresent yeah. yeah let it let it run its course yes. and just know you know you yeah it's great yes right well i've enjoyed talking about attraction and uh, i hope that what happens is that people will start to think about some of the things we talked about yeah and um and really become who they are supposed to be and be aware, which will make them more attractive and more attractive yeah. and uh, more aware of the what attracts them yeah. you know it's mm -hmm. good to know well yes just uh we'll remind everyone of the army of good always assignment always keep doing your part to be in the army of good last week we gave well we fran her assignment to join the army was to write a heartfelt letter to someone to someone yes Anyone, you know, give them some flowers or if it's part of a gift, mm -hmm. something thoughtful. I just wanted to to add to that how how important it is to uh, 
to not wait to do something like that. I have with me, I've, I've been, life is chaotic. It's always chaotic, but I've been doing some, some cleaning and love the chaos. I have here a postcard. When I had moved to New Mexico, I had, uh, you know, said goodbye to my grandma and I'd been there. I don't know, just a little over, not even a month. And I wrote her this card just to say, I'm doing well, you know, I'll see her in October. And she passed away before I made it to her. Uh. And that, that crushed me for a very long time that I didn't send it sooner, but you know, it was the mail, you know, all that. So it's just so important to, to not wait. If you're feeling something for anyone, you know, and even if you do wait, I mean, there's always a level of guilt in, in anything, but like, you can't really change it. You know what I mean? It's, it is what it always, like, it is what it is, but like yeah. try to be more, you know, conscientious. And if you can do it sooner, do it sooner. Yeah. I mean, it, it upset me, yes. but it, you know, it still does, but I had spent so much time with my grandma that that always kind of like, well, this was just like a minor thing. Yeah, it wasn't like, I haven't talked to you in years, you know, get this. Yes. This was, yes. I haven't seen you in a month. Here's a postcard. Yes. So. Yes. But write the long letters, be heartfelt, be genuine, yes. be yourself. Thank you for listening to Tea with Fran. Keep sending in the Fran mail, uh, be it to Justin directly, myself directly. There is the Tea with Fran mail at gmail.com. We've been uh, getting a little action there. And then there's the Tea with Fran podcast on Instagram. So for those of you listening who have a question, you never know what it's going to lead to. I didn't know that 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 failure question would would yeah. lead to that. But I didn't either. That's the... Uh, the fun of it all. Yes. So yes. be good to yourself. Be yes. good to others. Till next time. Fran, yes. thank you for the iced tea. It's so good. Oh, good. <laughs> good. All right. Cool.